All right, we're live and we're rolling and welcome to The Real Venture. So normally at the end of every single episode, we you know break down a recap, walk through the different takeaways that we had from the episode, things like that. And normally we like we condense it down to like two minutes, right? It's a very small little blurb. We each, Luke and I each kind of say one thing and then we move on. And what, what we kind of realize is this is another opportunity to go even more in depth to the things that, you know, we're we're taking away from the episode and you know, I kind of want it to be a supplemental episode. So, um, you know, we're going to start doing this. Uh, you know, please let us know if you guys like it. Hit us up on Instagram at the real venture with an underscore at the end. And, you know, let us know. I'm going to post all of this uh, since it's all going to be one take. Right. We're going to go Dave Portnoy style one bite. Everybody knows the rules. In this case, it's going to be one take. Um, you know, you can see me hanging out here with my boy Clint Eastwood up in the top uh, over watching uh the whiskey, which is, you know, obviously a very important thing to guard. So I just kind of wanted to walk through some of the takeaways that I had from the, from the Sarah episode, which was awesome. Um, first off, thank you so much to Sarah for coming on. She's incredible. Um, Box is a great company and I'm really excited uh, to see how she just continues to, to dominate the wine industry. Um, but also like locally, you know, here in Austin, I'm excited to see what she does. Cause I think she's a great entrepreneur. Uh, she has a lot of experience and a lot of great advice to offer. So I'm excited to, you know, continue to stay in touch and, and, you know, have her, you know, help lead, keep giving advice and, and things like that. Cause you know, relationships like that are, are very, very valuable and we really appreciate them. So there are four different takeaways that I had from the episode. The first is what it takes to be an entrepreneur. You hear it all the time that like being an entrepreneur is a lot of work and nobody really understands it, but like, it, she, I mean, it's totally true. I mean, it, it is a ton of work and it's not pretty all the time, right? It's, it's rugged, it's rough, it doesn't work, it's broken. And you just kind of got to put your head down and work. And that's exactly what Sarah was talking about. But the reason that you put your head down and, and work so hard is because you're able to play hard at the end. And I think it was really cool to kind of hear a little bit about Sarah's experience coming from San Francisco in like peak Silicon Valley time. Like that was an incredible time to be there, right? So many tech companies just blowing up, totally changing the world kind of thing. And yeah, all those people worked like brutal, long, you know, 23 hour kind of days, but you know, they were able to still play really hard. Um, and I think that that's something really important because, you know, when you put your head down and work, you're going to be able to do the things that you want to do, whether that's go out and party at the club or, you know, go home and spend time with your family. So, you know, but, but in order to do all that, you have to put your head down and work. And I think that that was something very valuable that she talked about. Next is the true test of a mentor. Now I, you know, I don't think it's wrong, but I think the vast majority of us kind of go out and, and seek advice from mentors and that's kind of where we stop, right? So, you know, they, they tell us to go do this and then we do it and boom, that's the end. Um, but Sarah kind of brought in the idea of this being a two-way street, right? There is value that the mentor can give to the mentee, but there's also a lot of value that the mentee can give to the mentor. And, you know, a, a quote from Sarah's, it's just as important for them to find you as it is for you to find them. And I, you know, I've been thinking about that for, you know, the, the past couple of days after recording with her. And I think it's so incredibly true. And it's something that I'm going to try to strive and, and do a better job of going forward because there is a lot of value that the mentee can provide, you know, by giving feedback to the mentor, walking through the different things, you know, that man, I just hit that microphone thing. It's shaking. Um, you know, there's, 
there's feedback on the way the advice is delivered on the quality of the advice. Um, you know, how they present the info, you know, a lot of times mentors are older than you, maybe they're from a different generation. So giving them feedback on, on the way that advice, um, or idea landed with people of, of your age and your thought process and understanding, like that's really, really valuable because, the mentor is going to be able to take all of that in, process it, and then all of that great advice is going to come back to you in a form that matters and hits home. So it kind of starts that endless feedback loop that I think is really important because, you know, you give that good feedback to your mentor and now the next time they come and offer you advice, it's going to be in the exact way that you need it delivered, which is from a value standpoint is going to be huge because it's going to be very impactful and it's going to hit the nail right on the head and you're going to be able to go out and implement it. So I love that. Mentorship is a two-way street and I think all of us can do a better job of giving back to our mentor and the advice seekers. Next, if it matters, you'll make time for it. That's just straight up. Um, you know, it, it's kind of brutal and blunt advice, but it's but it's true. I think we can get pulled in so many directions nowadays, especially kids our age, right? You know, with our with our phones, we can be so many different places at once, doing so many different things, and I think it allows us to kind of get overstretched. Um, you know, very very thin layer across the whole thing and. I am the most guilty of that. I mean, I, I try to do a million different things at the same time. And, you know, honestly, most of the time it's super stressful. And then I don't do a good job at each of the things because I'm spread so thin. Um, so, you know, if it's, if it's something that matters to you, you're going to make time for it. Now, I think that there's actually some feedback and some understanding that you can gain from that. So, you know, you might go through your entire day and realize that, oh, hey, you're not making time for this, blah, blah, blah. Well, if that continues to happen over the course of a long period of time, like a month, I think you need to reevaluate and be like, hey, you know, I know that I didn't make time for that. Like, obviously, that is super not important. Um, you know, maybe the things that matter to you are like going to the gym um, or you think going to the gym matters to you, but then you don't go for the whole month that at the end of that, you have to realize that right now that that just simply doesn't matter to you. So I think you need to constantly be evaluating the things that are important to you and the things that you're actually making time for. You may not even realize you are, um, but you need to, you know, recognize those as, as being value adders and then the things that you skip, you know, maybe you just need to stop worrying about them. I don't know, you know, just something for you to, to kind of think about. And I mean, you know, Sarah closed that whole thought process where it, you know, it doesn't matter for her to be a brain surgeon. So you won't catch her in the operating room. Um, but you know, check, check back in 10 years. So I'm definitely going to give her a call and, and, you know, see how med school is going. Maybe she, maybe she has made time to become a brain surgeon. Lastly, building a community around a product or brand. Now this one's pretty cool because I think every company dreams of this in some capacity, right? You know, think Nike and Adidas, like people go to war for that stuff. Like some people are team Nike, some people are team Adidas. Like that is a true community and a pride and an identity around a brand. And I think actually Boxed has a really unique opportunity here because there are several different communities that they can be a part of or, or create, right? In the wine community as a whole, they are the disruptors, right? They're wine in a box. Like that's not how wine's normally done. And if it is, it's super crappy, low quality. So now they have this subset of the wine market. I think it's a great entry platform for a lot of people. Maybe they don't understand all the little nuances of wine, which is totally okay because the vast majority of us don't, myself included. And, you know, so that's a, that's a good education springboard into the community. Um, so, you know, a lot of people will connect with that. And then within that community as a whole, 
people are also going to have some brand pride um, in a community aspect around like the number that they choose, right? You know, like the number twos and the number fours, like, you know, maybe the number two is the, is the person's white and the number four is the person's red. Um, so, you know, they kind of belong in, in two sub communities within the box community. There, there's just a lot of different options there. And I think it's really cool that she was able to build a product that has that kind of access. Cause that's how you're going to have repeat customers. That's how you're going to have, you know, business with, with a growing, um, you know, presence and, and, and community behind it. And I think that's something that's really cool. Um, and yeah, so I mean, you know, those were those were the four major takeaways um, that I had from the episode. Once again, Sarah, like we really enjoyed having you on. Um, if if you're listening to this episode and you're interested in trying uh, box wine, which I highly recommend, use code Peyton twenty P E Y T O N two zero. You know, get a little discount, and but most importantly, try one of these boxes. I I think they're incredible wines. I'm a number two boy. Um, I never liked white until I had boxed wine. Uh, and, you know, now I got one in my fridge. So big, big, big shout out to Sarah um, and Boxed. And, you know, guys, if you liked this little episode, uh, let us know. Um, I think it's something that we're going to continue to do. And, you know, it, it's different ways that we can connect with you uh, and, you know, give you a little more insight into kind of the takeaways that we had from the episode, because all these conversations are so great and insightful. Um, you know, I, I think it's important to, to talk about the things that we took value from, but also at the same time, like I want to hear what you guys thought was valuable. What did you take away from it? So let us know on Instagram, um, LinkedIn, uh, those are probably our two most active platforms. So hit us up on there at the real venture, um, on LinkedIn. I don't really know if you can do an ad sign on LinkedIn, but you know what I mean? And then, uh, at the real venture underscore on Instagram. So hit us up on there, guys. We're excited to, uh, to continue to do this and we'll see you on Wednesday.